on page Reish Hay, six lines from the top, after the parentheses. We just explained the idea of Pshitus Ha'iris. Not like it's understood from the Sifir Kabbalah, that any Metzias which is created from the emanator, from the infinite essence of Hashem, has two Madregis of has two Madregis, Eiris Vekelem, the energy and the Kli. Like Metzias of Chachma, which is created from the Maitzel, it has two Madregis, it has the Oyer and the Kli. The Oyer is called already the specific defined Oyer of Chachma, and the Kli is called the Kli of Chachma. Um, and we said, so if so, that which is called Eir Chachma, it's already the Metzias Gufa Chachma Atma. That is already the existence of the defined existence of Chachma. And the Kli, so what's the job of the Kli? Which usually we understand that the Kli is what gives a Metzias and a definition and a tzir to the ear, to the expression of the ear. Here, already the ear has a tzir and a definition. So what does the kli do? The kli is just hakabalas ear. It brings the ear down to a lower level of existence. Like in the keiches and nefesh, in order to be spiritual keiches, to be able to be, bring about a pu'ula gashmi, it's a physical, um, so the spiritual power of chesed to be able to do something like an actual give tzedakah with your hand, it has to be through the kalim, because the, the kalim are what limit and bring down that spiritual keich to a physical expression. And... Like the Kayach Asechel should be able to think about physical things in your physical brain. That's only through the Chaymer Amoyach and the Kayach Ha'iyah should be able to see physical things and not just have a spiritual power of sight. That comes through the Chaymer Ha'ayin, the Kli of the eye. In order that it should be able to basically be grasped and be Shaykh to the an Indian Gashmi. But the Kayach itself, it already is a Kayach which is Shaykh the Sechel, a Kayach of Ri'iyah. The only difference is that without the the kli of the mayach or the, or the ayin, it wouldn't be able to be related to physical things, physical sight or physical um, think about understand physical concepts. So too, we would apply this to the oiris, the oir, the, the godly energy. That the oir, it's in and of itself, is already an oir which is related to chachma, which has a definition, been a definition to it. And the only reason it needs a kli is that in order for the chachma to be able to relate to the physical world or even to the higher spiritual world, so vitzilis, it only comes about through the definition, the limitation of the kelim. Um, and that is like what the part that says that the the kli is the lavush for the ayir in order to show, basically to demonstrate to the world its beauty of its soul, meaning the whole purpose of the ayir of chachma the whole purpose of the Kli is honored just to bring a limitation, to bring down the already defined Uyr of Chachman to the world, and to express it to the world. But according to that, it would be impossible to explain the, the statement of the Sefer Yitzira, that the Eser Sefer is Blima, the Ten Sefer without any substance, meaning Blima Husum they don't have any substance, any existence, defined existence to them. Being that, even the Uyr of the Eser Sefer because according to the according to the previous explanation of the Sefer Kabbalah, even the Oyer of the Spiritus, they have a Metzias and Mahus. They have a specific existence to them, a defined existence. So if so, we can't say the Esther Spiritus Blima, because obviously the, the Kalim are a substance, they have Metzias, but now you're saying that even the Oyer is already a Metzias, already has a specific defined existence. So therefore, it would be hard to, we, wouldn't, we, wouldn't be able to, we would not be able to understand that Sefer Yitzira. Another thing is, if they have Metzias of the Esther Spiritus, um, if so, that they the Uyr has a Metzias, then the Esosphidus, when we say that there's, there's 10 and not 9, how how is it possible to have this specific number of 10 and not 9, 10 and not 11, when Hashem in his essence is Chav is not within the realm of calculation? Meaning that the Uyr, being that the Uyr 
of the tense fetus is me'ain ha'moyer, its whole existence comes to the moyer, therefore it must have the similar quality to the moyer. If so, how could it be from this simple essence of Hashem, it would come ten, specifically ten, sphiris in ischalkus, doesn't make any sense. The simplicity, the utmost simplicity, um, abstract essence of Hashem is above all ischalkus. So where would this ischalkus come from? So another place explains that every gili that's shaykh to have a sphira from that gili, even though the oyer is me'ina moyer, so therefore it shouldn't be simple, so the sphira is already definition, nevertheless, being that to Gilia etzim, not the etzim itself, it's shaykh to have a definition to it of a sphira. So it explains that what what type of definition is shaykh, because we're talking about a oyer, which is me'ina moyer, therefore has a pshitis like the moyer. It's a definition of a sphira's adding ketz, an unlimited amount of sphira's, not not a specific ten. And that is more, the sphira's adding ketz is a level of the pshitis of the sphira's. So it's not, it's a more abstract level of sphiris. However, how can we say about the oyer, how can we say that within the oyer, there is already this that concept of eser sphiris, ten sphiris, and not just the sphiris adin ketz, which is a pshitis. So we must say, regarding these two levels of oyer to kalim within the ten sphiris, not like the sifri mekobalim, rather, what it means, it's the gili oyer ha-maitzel ha-haitzel as it's just the revelation of the oyer ha-maitzel, the revelation of the simple light of the emanator, to bring about the existence of the emanation, whatever sphere it might be, and the gufei shal metzias ha-natzel so the actual body, so to say, of the, the definition, what brings the definition to this oyer is the body of the metzias ha the actual existence of the natzel, which is the kli shal the vessel for that simple light, like the chokhmah, which is emanated from the meitzel. So the gilia air of ashefel heitzel mitzvah chokhmah nikra air chokhmah. The revelation of the simple energy from the emanator, in order to bring about the existence of chokhmah, that is called the air of chokhmah. Not that the air itself has a shaykhis to the level of chokhmah specifically. It's a simple expression. It has a simple energy, totally abstract, without any connection to a specific definition of chokhmah. But it's just that is the energy which is emanated in order to be able to enclose in chokhmah. And after there's already this limiting factor, the kli of chokhmah, so then Matthias of chokhmah is called the kli for the air of the maitzel. So basically, the explanation is not that the Kliya Chachma, the Chachma Kfar Yashnam Mitzisva Kli Hirak Hagbolas Mitzisva It's not that, like we said until now, that the Eir Chachma is already the Mitzisva Chachma and the Kli just brings it down to a lower level, brings more limitation to the Eir Chachma. Rather, Gufa Shom Mitzisva Chachma, the actual existence, the defined existence of Chachma is the Kli. And it was what limits the Eir and also gives a specific definition to the Eir, which is totally postured and totally abstract and stripped of any definition. The itself has no mitzvahus klal. It's not. It's not a chachmah and not chesed. Just like the atzvus of meitzel elyin who mushlo legamim midal tar by mitzvahus mukbol kichachmah yechesed. Just like the essence of the emanator, the true essence of Hashem, is also negated and stripped from any definition of chachmah or chesed. Lav mikol in midisiyu klal. He's tachlis ha'achlis apshitus. He's totally simple, stripped of any definition. Lamay lamay lami gedim mitzvahus chachmah. So too the oyer and the ziv, which he emanates from himself. This ha'ara, which he emanates from himself, is also pshuta betachas apshitas. It's totally simple and abstract without any definition. And it's totally above being able to say about it a specific definition of chachmah and chesed. But what does this ayur do then? 
it brings about the Metzius of, of Chochmah or Chesed and the fact that it includes within the specific definition of the Keli of Chochmah and Chesed and gives it vitality, gives it life. Without the, the, the Oyer, then this Keli would just be a channel, but there would not, it would not be channeling anything. It would not bring about anything. So when the Oyer includes in the Kli, then the Oyer even also takes on, so to say, the colored seer of the Kli. And that's like the analogy of the water going into the colored cups, that the water looks like it's colored, went through the cups. So the Oyer is what gives the energy for the specific definition of the Keli. Six lines from the top down. So this is a deeper explanation of what it says in Az Yashir, a place for your dwelling you have brought about Hashem. Speaking about the Beis HaMikdash, what does this mean in a deeper sense? That the Kalim are the vessels are what brought about that there should be a mochin the shivte a place a dwell for Hashem's dwelling. So mochin the shivte chapal to Hashem. What is it? Hashem is is poily brings about these kalim in order there should be a place for the indwelling for the residing of the simple oyer and that oyer should be defined through the kli. That even though these kalim have a specific definition to them, a specific limitation to them. Nevertheless, the revelation from the infinite essence of Hashem, the infinite energy of Hashem, can enclose within these kalim, which this energy has no mahus mukbal, has no specific defined existence to it. The Veshav Sva'aretz has explained another place in the Mimer explaining in the, the Mimer that's entitled Veshav Sva'aretz. So that's another explanation. Their question how can a simple, this simple energy, which is unlimited, and is Me'ein Hamoir, how can that enclose in a limited, defined existence of this Kalim? Mochin the Shivt Chalpal Hashem brought about such a phenomenon that the unlimited energy can enclose, this simple energy can enclose within a defined existence of this Kalim, as explained in another place. Also, the fact that the Oyer is now Metsumtsum Dika Oyer, it's already contracted and diminished, and therefore on the same level of these contracted, diminished kalim. But the oyer is still pushed, it has no definition to it, it's just contracted and diminished and concealed. Therefore, it can relate to these limited uh, vessels. Now we can understand what the Sefer Yitzhira says, ten spheres without any mahus, without any defined existence. The ten spheres really do not have any ex- existence, any defined Limited existence at all. Because the the aspect of the oyer, which the, every sfira is made up of oyer and a kli, so the aspect of the oyer, the energy, the divine energy, the simple energy of the sfira, is not in the realm of a specific existence. You cannot call it a specific um, defined existence of a specific midah, specific character trait, specific attribute of chesed or chachma. At that stage of just being rather it's just a revelation of a simple energy which is drawn down from the infinite emanator in order to emanate to bring about the existence of chachma or chesed the specific existence but the ur itself is totally pushed and the keli is what defines that ur in order to actually um make a concrete existence of chachma or chesed but this oyer was revealed in order to bring about this existence, but it can only come about, come about through the cleat. The defined existence can come about through the cleat, but the actual 
life force of this Kli is through the Uyun, which the life force is the main aspect of the existence. The Kli itself, just like the goof without a Neshama, wouldn't, wouldn't be anything. So therefore, Esos Fidis Blima, they have no Muhus to them, because the whole idea of the Uyur of the Sphira, which is the main life force of the Sphira, is not in a realm of being a defined existence yet. It's a simple existence, just like its source, the Maitzel, is a Pashabatach Sabshitis. So too, so that's why these Esosphiris, which the main, the main essence, the core of them is the Uyur, is the Blima, they have no Mahus to them. According to explained earlier, that according to the opinion of the parties, even within the Oiris in and of themselves, without the effect of the Kalim, they have this Matthias of ten Sphiris, that the Oir already is defined as Chachma Chesed. So, so according to that, we have to understand why is it say in the gateway of Tachtachis, the Esosphiris, like we said earlier about earlier, we have to understand why then does it say that the ten hidden spheres are the source of the of the Kalin and not of the Oiris. This is what we brought in the very beginning. If the Oiris is totally pushed, so how can you say that it has a source? It's pushed just like its essence. So the, the essence, the source, the emanator, and it's basically just an extension of the emanator. So there is no Matthias, so therefore you, it's not a it doesn't you can't say it has a higher source, it's just an expression of that essence in a lower level. Whereas the Kalim have a certain Matthias, therefore, what is the source of that Matthias? But according to this now, that we're saying the Paradis, that the Oyer already has a certain Matthias to it of Chacham Chesed. So how can, how does it make sense with the Charatzach that the ten Sphiris Agnuses are only the source for the Kalim? And not to the Oyer. The Oyer is now, according to him, already has a Matthias to it, a specific Matthias. So what is the source of that specific Matthias? You can't say it's an expression of the essence, which is totally Pashut. It must have a higher source. Previously, you understood that the Uyur is totally posh, and therefore you can't say it has a source. But now, according to the Pardis, it does have a Matthias to it. So, therefore, how can he say in his own very own safer that the Esoteric Agnuses are only the source for the Kalim, not the Uyur? We explained earlier the reason is because the Uyur. It's totally pashut, it's totally stripped from any defined existence, and therefore it's not shaykh to say that it has a source, a root or a source. It's just an expression of the essence, and therefore it's not an idea of a, it has a higher source. But according to now explaining the, the opinion of the Pardis, it is possible to say that according to his opinion, that the ten spheres, the ten hidden spheres, are the root for the oyer, because the oyer does have a definition to it. It's oyer chachma. And the Kali just bring, brings more limitation to that spiritual um, energy, which is already defined. So to understand that, to explain that, what the Pelacharimin says, and this is his quote, direct quote, beginning. So the quote says, very deep, so this ten, we have heard that it refers to the Ritzenis, the wills of Hashem. The ten spheres are referring to the wills of Hashem, meaning to say, the inner core of the spheres, that the number 
within the panemius, within the core of the Sridis, is only reckoned by heder, by a lack of existence. And somebody who knows what's the difference between the utmost negation of existence to the idea of heder, which is just the lack of existence, not a negation of existence, meaning it's not as poshit, it's not as is Pashat as the idea of Shlilo Mokhletis, Hayeshev Rishenim Ascholos Teva, which is um, basically, which is the first existence and the beginning of nature, this idea of of Heder, the lack of existence, Yedid Lo'emek Mokhubin Azeb Shittis, will be able to get to the depth, the true deep intention about this idea, Mepshitis. Um, this is the quote. So Esther, Zu, Shamaino, Elerotinis. The ten, this is what we've heard is referring to the Rotinis, meaning the inner core of the spheres, which the the number of them is only referring to the header. It's only a header, which is not as much of a pshitis as the Shlila Mukhletis, the utmost negation of any existence. So Kavana. So it seems to Rabbi Shab the what is the intent of this Pelacharimin, which is going to help us understand how the Pardis can say that the source of the the source, the ten hidden spheres is the source only for the Kalim, not for the Uyr, even though the Uyr is defined. So what is this intent of the say of Pelacharimin? He's talking about here when he says Shlila Mukhletis. It's the idea of knowledge of Shlila, knowledge through negation. Which is usually explained that the, in the in there's such high levels in godliness you can't grasp them themselves they're too abstract and above our reality above our capacity of our brain to understand so the only way we can get to these high levels is through shlila and shlila that this stripping away things which cannot be that level okay this can't be that level because it's too low it's too defined this can't be and therefore through negation process of elimination you can come to understand basically what that level is by by stripping away what it isn't. The shlila mechletes who sheein boy shum yediyah klal after derech shlila. The true the shlila mechletes, like the pelachimim says, the the true uh, total negation is a level which has no ability to know it at all, even through this knowledge of negation. Vahaheder and the other thing concept the pelachimim says the heder which is not as much as shlila mechletes who yediyah shlila that does refer to something which you can understand through this idea of this knowledge through negation as explained in the the which explains the difference between knowing something in a positive way knowing the actual thing or knowing something through stripping away what it isn't the when you're knowing the actual thing positive knowledge is when you're actually describing and limiting the existence of that thing which you're understanding that it you're just des- you're describing it this is the actual characteristics the qualities of this thing so when you call something that's you're saying this is wisdom this is the level of you're giving an specific existence a definition of but what is the knowledge through negation it does not describe the actual core of that thing which you're trying to know at all because it's such a lofty spiritual existence it does not have a defined existence that you should be able to describe that existence rather what you do here is it's such a lofty spiritual existence that you just negate you strip away from this entity 
the opposite of what it is. Shenikra Chacham, it's only called, so in this sense, you're only calling something Chacham, a wise, to negate from that existence a Hepech Mechachma, something which is opposite of Chachma. So the description here is not it's actually describing the Mahus of what this is, it's just saying, I'm calling it Chacham because it is not the opposite of Chachma. But not that this entity is actually an, a defined existence of Chachma. It's totally above that definition. What seemingly we could say, what the Pelachinim says, his quotes, he says, the header, this lack of existence, which is at the beginning of nature. The concept of some a existence which can exist, it's possible that it exists, not, it's not Mechuyiv Metzius. Doesn't have to exist, which is a shame. true essence has to exist, whereas every other thing, every any other entity is just of shoriyam mitzvahs. It can exist. So this is the idea which he's saying. Heder sateva, the beginning of nature, is this idea of basically a, a mitzvahs which possibly exists doesn't have to exist. But what he says afterwards, the what it says over there, ulam muvan kain. He says, however, it's understood that it's not so, and it seems like the intent is what we said before. So what it says over there, so moving It seems that this is not so, meaning it's not referring to the Fshadim Itzis. And rather, it seems like the intent is like we we're saying before. Uh, like we're explaining right now inside the actual mind. This is the parentheses here. So, So what does it mean then that when he quotes, he says, um, So this 10 is referring to the core of the Sviris. The number within the Sviris is only this idea of header, of lack of existence. Whoever knows the difference between Shlil and Something which is not even shy to know through Idiyas Ashlila. And then Heather, which is Idiyas Ashlila, which sits, resides at the beginning of the beginning of nature, will understand the true intent of what this idea is. Um, so, which resides at the beginning, at the beginning of nature, that means the intent is that the Heather. This level of existence, which is above being able to describe in a positive way, is the be, is the reason for the havoya, reason for all of existence, reason for all existence of nature. Just like the helim, the hidden aspect is the reason for the revealed aspect. So the like usually to the the, the state of seichel midis, how the midis are behelim are included within the seichel, that is the reason for and the source of the existence of the midis, how they become revealed in the heart. So that's the idea of this idea of heder, this level of divinity which is above being able to be related to through Yedias Achiv, only through Yedias Shlila, that is the reason, the source for all of existence. Just like the Helm is the reason for Gilead, because this is a Helm state of a something which cannot be described in Yedias Achiv. So now outside the parentheses, explaining the difference between Yedias Shlila and Yedias Achiv, this is the difference that it says um, in the Pasuk, Nifli Sechel and Mach Sechel, Elaine, it says your your wonders and your thoughts. The nifli secho, who So your wonders, pele is always something which is less and mufla removed and concealed from the person. That is talking about atzmus, the true essence of Hashem. Machshvi secho bichinas and your thoughts that refers to the kalim, the defined vessels. Or so the nifli secho is the ear basically, and machshvi secho is the kli. 
which is a barasha and Perik Beis explained over there in Perik Harimin, Perik Beis. So why is it called, this oyer is called Niflei Sechel? Because it's referring to the Hafla, the utter, removed, and concealed essence, infinite energy of Hashem. And that's the idea of knowledge through negation. Hafla, the Eden Seif, the true Hafla, removed, wondrous being of the infinite energy of Hashem, which cannot be known through a positive way of knowledge, rather only through Yudhiyah Shashlila. So Nifle Secha is the idea of Yudhiyah Shashlila. So, going back to what we're saying here, how could it be that the Esosudas and are only the source for Kalim and not for Uyur if the Uyur is already defined? About the Pelech that the Eser, the Sphiris, is really the core of the Sphiris, the Rotzin of the Sphiris, which is the core of the Sphiris, which the misper in them is really a high level of existence of divinity, which is only can only be known through Yudhiyah Sashlila. Um, Shlila Mechletis has no Yudhiyah at all, not even through Shlila. But the Hedri is Yudhiyah Sashlila. You can know it through negation. Let me explain the difference between Yudhiyah Sashlila and Yudhiyah Sashlila. So now, so he's saying that the ten spheres can be grasped and what are we talking about the panemius of the spheres well, what's the panemius of the spheres not the kli the kli is the chitzenius of the spheres the definition panemius of the spheres is the oir of the sphere so that oir is an existence which can be grasped not actually but only through negation through stripping away what it isn't so when you're describing that existence of chokma you're saying these spheres are chokma chesed it's not truly describing the sphere itself. It's only saying that he is not the opposite of Chachma. So you're not truly describing, when you're saying there's ten spheres, you're not truly describing the spheres themselves. So therefore, it seems to be saying here that the the Oyer, the Oyer, the sphere, even though it has a definition according to the Pardes, but that definition is not actually defining the sphere itself. It's just saying, it's a idea Sashlila, it's just saying, we're calling it Chachma, we're calling it Chesed, we're calling it all the names of the spheres because to negate that these spheres are not the opposite of those things. But it's really not. Um, but these, so the Uyur of the spheres really does not have a true definition to them. Therefore, the Esther's Agnus can only be the source of the Kalim, not the Uyur. Even according to the Pardis, they say they have a definition. It's not a true definition. It's a Ideas Ashlila type of definition, which is just negating the opposite. So that's why the Esther's Agnus can only be the source for the Kalim. Ah, the Oyer has a definition. No, it doesn't really have a true definition. It has a Shlila type of definition. So, continuing. And so too we can say, according to the opinion of the Pardish, So the idea of the Sviris, when you're relating to the Oyer, the essence, the core of the Svira, like the, like the, um, the of the Svira, not that they themselves are in existence, defined existence of Chachma or Bina Ki'im, who rather, when we're defining the Sphiris with specific names according to the Pardes, it's just in a way of Yedis Ashlila. Like I said, it's just saying that it, it's, we were saying it's Chachma, it's Chesed, because it's not the opposite of those things. But not, we're not defining what they themselves are. You cannot define they themselves. Uh, rather, it's because the Heather they have a lack of existence. So therefore, we can say, as a Sphiris Blima, that they truly do, even according to the Pardes, 
who says that there is a certain definition to the oyer, it's not a real chiyuv type of definition. It's a shlila type of definition. So therefore, the esoteris, the oyer, the esoteris do not do not have a substance of their blima. Where when you find them, it's not defining them and saying what they're not. So therefore, in their essence of their existence, the spheres are hafla, totally removed from any existence. You cannot possibly apply to them these names, these defined names of chachma, being enchested to them themselves, only to negate what they aren't. So the Palachanimin writes, and Shardal Perik Dalid, and this is the exact quote, Ki Betchilas Hatzilas Hatzil Ein Seif Mima Eser Sfides Asher Heim Meatzmusei Misyachadois Boi Vuhu Veheim Hakol Achta Shlema Vasiris Eilu Heim Neshama Chulag Kanashene. So in the beginning, this is the quote of the Pardis Abeitz of the Pelachim. In the beginning of the emanation of the world of Atzilus Hatzil Ein Seif. So the infinite essence of Hashem emanated from this utmost simplicity of His essence, Esther's Fidus, Tens Fidus, Asher Heim Musay, which they come deriving from His essence. And they, because they derive from His essence, they are totally unified with Him. And Hashem and His essence and the Tens Fidus are the utmost completeness, complete unity. And these Fidus are the neshama, are the soul. This is the quote from the Pelachim. What is what the Pelachim says that these ten spheres are from his essence? Even though it's possible to relate this to the actual true essence of the emanator. But in in the general, in that in that shar of the Pelachim. It's explained in general that there's a difference. There's the divine energy before it extends into the world of Atilus, and then there's the divine energy how it already after it's extended this and this and become revealed in the world of Atilus. The divine energy before it's extended and enclosed in the world of Atilus, it is totally abstract, stripped of any definition. It's not possible to relate to it a specific definition of Chacham Chesed. As explained over there in chapter 8, explaining the Maimon of the Zoyer, Parsha's Boy, page 42, and this is the quote. So, just to recap for a second, um, we're saying that the the Indian Esfiris within the essence, meaning the Oyer, the Sphiris, don't have a specific Mahus of Chachma Bina, rather just a, a negation type of Metzius. And so this is now what the Pelachadimim says, that in the beginning of the Atzilus, in the beginning of the emanation of the world of Atzilus, these ten Sphiris are Me'at Musi, and they're totally unified with Hashem in His essence. So what does it mean that they're unified with Hashem in His essence? Even though it's possible to say that that's referring to the true true essence of Hashem, that the spheres are truly an expression of that essence, and they're unified with that essence. Nevertheless, it explained in general in that Pelachonimin that there's two types of oyer here. We're 
There's the area before it extends in Atilas and after it extends. So the area before it extends in enclosed in the world of Atilas is t- it's totally simple and therefore it's shy. It's, you can't you can't describe it. You can't apply a description to it of Chalkum Chesed. So seemingly when we're saying that the spheres are Me'at Musay, they're from Hashem's essence, we can't be referring to this area before it extends in the world of Atilas, which is totally Pashit. Like it explains in chapter eight over there, and the explanation of the Maimon of the Zayar. So, what is it? What's the quote now? So, before the Ain Seif, before the infinite essence of Hashem became revealed through His emanation, His pure emanation of the world of Atzilus, His pure and holy emanation. The existence of his godliness, of his abstract, simple godliness, was totally unified with the essence of godliness, Levad, only. And there was no name, there was no letter, there was no point even which could describe him, which could relate to him. So, before the infinite essence of Hashem revealed in the world of Atsilis, the existence of Elikos was totally simple without any definition and it was totally one with the essence of godliness and there was no name, no letter, no point that could, could describe him meaning that before this enclosement of the divine energy into the vessels of the world of Atsilus at the bottom it says that it does not have this oyer does not have any tzir, any form any, any comparison Meaning, it does not relate at all to the idea of these defined spheres before the oyer enclosed into the vessels. It was, it was, it was totally, and it was, it was totally unified with the true essence of godliness, and therefore it had no description to it at all, no tzir. So, and so too, in the, with the revelation of the world of Atzilus, it seems to, according to the opinion, his opinion of the Pardes, that really the oyer, um, the Oyer, how it becomes revealed in the world of Atilus, is Pashat Ba'atzim. It is totally simple, stripped of definition in its very essence. So that is showing you that basically the Oyer, even the, 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 the crates that goes into the world of Atilus, before it encloses in the vessels, it's totally Pashat. Ah, the fact that we that the Paradis says that it's already called Oyer HaChachma Oyer Abina, we have already established now that that is only calling it those names in a way of the Ideya just to show us that he is not the opposite of Chachma, he is not the opposite of Chesed, but not actually defining the Oyer itself. So as long as we're talking about the Oyer that was, that was revealed from the Maitzel, before it became Islamish in the Kalim, before it enclosed and became defined by the vessels, that is a totally simple Oyer. And therefore, you cannot say that the source of this Oyer, I mean that the, the Ten Sphere of are the source for the Oyer, only for the Kli, because the Oyer itself is not defined now. It is Pashat. Just like the essence, the the Aryan Sefer Maitzel is Pashat. The source of that area is Pashat. And until we, we, we thought that he was saying that no, it has a definition to it. But now it's not a true definition, not Idiyas Achiv type of definition, it's a Shlila type of definition. And so therefore, as long as it's before the area becomes enclosed in the vessels, it has no no definition, no description, no limitation to it at all. Stop there, four lines at the top of page Reish Vav.